and amen. And uh, just uh, listening to Miss Carol there sing, oftentimes I like to think about, you know, the, the songs that are being sung and, and uh, you know, what's being communicated through those songs is so important. And, uh, of course, that's why we like the hymns and, and uh, those songs so much. I've mentioned spiritual songs and as we looked at some uh, uh, Bible verses this morning, but um, uh, those songs that are doctrinally correct, uh, that remind us uh, uh, of the coming and uh, of the death of Jesus Christ, uh, His return uh, as well, those things about heaven, uh, certainly a great reminder. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned before uh, how overwhelming it, it uh, can be when we start thinking about seeing Jesus Christ face to face someday and seeing the nail-scarred hands and, and the... The, uh, uh, the, his feet as well, the, his side, you know, all those things, just seeing the Savior in the eye. But uh, another thing, too, is, you know, we, we, will, we will actually be in the presence of angels, the heavenly host, and there's all types of things uh, in heaven that, are, that baffle the imagination even. Uh, but one of these days, if you're saved, uh, you'll get to see all those things, amen? And, and uh, what an amazing, amazing thought that would be, amen, is to, to think about all those wonderful things that we're going to see, amen. And we know that is going to be because we have a Bible that tells us so, amen. And uh, so tonight I want to preach to you about the precious scriptures. We've kind of been running with this theme, and uh, we find ourselves in the book of Second Peter. We've been in First Peter and Second Peter, and I said I had a couple messages I wanted to preach. I think this is about the fourth, and... And I believe there's going to be more coming after this, uh, but uh, we'll just kind of continue to run uh, with this. Uh, but tonight, uh, the precious scripture, 2 Peter chapter 1, we'll get to the text in just a moment. just have a few things I want to say. And uh, 2 Peter chapter 1, the precious scriptures, of course, I'm talking about the Word of God, the Bible. Um, and I've, I say this in different ways, but, but uh, I do remember one uh, preacher uh, saying this, and it really stuck out in my mind. Uh, a long time ago, and he said this, I have a wrote down here, he says, one cannot regard Christ any higher than they regard the Bible. Let that just sink in for just a second. Uh, you cannot regard Christ any higher than you regard the Bible. A lot of times your preacher will say your attitude towards the Bible is your attitude towards God. It's saying the same thing. Um, our love for Christ is really gauged by our love for his word. You see, and so it's so important how we treat the scriptures. Um, what, what I'm saying is tonight, if, if, if you don't love the Bible, if you don't love his word, then not only can't you, uh, not only are you not loving the Lord the way you need to, you can't love the Lord the way you need to outside of scripture. Amen. And so the Bible is so important to understand. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it's really hypocritical for those who claim that they love God, yet give little attention to his word. You know, and I'm not trying to uh, get on to folks, but I just want to make sure that everybody understands how important the Scriptures, the Word of God is. If not for the Bible, we would know nothing of God. And a lot of people, that's how they get off track. They, they, that's where the, the false religions of the world have come from. They have, they have created an idea of who and what God is. And, uh, but we have the Word of God to tell us uh, what it is. Amen. We don't, we don't trace our our belief system back to a certain individual. Uh, we trace it back uh, to the Word of God. Uh, and, and again, in a moment, you know, as I usually do, as our custom, uh, when I ask you to, we'll, we'll stand and, and uh, usually I'll say, you know, take your Bibles, turn to book so-and-so. 
And I hope that you have yours tonight. Um, I, I would encourage you, you know, I know we live in a day and age of technology and, and all of that, but you need a good Bible, amen? You need a Bible that you can mark in, underline things, highlight things. Um, and uh, if you don't have a Bible, um, there's probably one in front of you somewhere or nearby. And if you don't have a Bible, I don't care who you are, if you don't have a Bible, you just reach down, get that precious Bible, and you keep it with you. You leave here tonight with it. It's yours, amen? And so we want to make sure that everybody has uh, the Word of God. And if you can't find one or don't have one, you let me know. We'll get you one after the service. Um, so it's so important uh, how we uh, approach the Scriptures and our, our feelings toward them as well. In our text, Peter certainly is going to place a strong emphasis on the Scriptures, not just in this text, but really throughout the Bible. So I want to go ahead and ask you to stand, if you will, uh, in reverence to the Word of God. Uh, hopefully you have your Bibles with you. 2 Peter chapter 1, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19 um, notice what uh, Peter says here. He says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. Uh, we're looking at that tonight as, as the word of God, the scriptures, if you will. Whereunto ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place. Now, he's making some references to Jesus Christ, but I want you to understand he's comparing uh, Jesus Christ and the word of God. You see, the word of God shines, amen? And that's what he's talking about there. He says it, the, the Word of God, he's still talking about uh, the Word of God there. It shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star, that is certainly in reference to Jesus Christ, uh, arise in your hearts. You see, I know there are some who claim to have seen Christ. I, I just simply don't believe that, okay? Um, uh, I believe some have claimed to, to be in heaven and those types of things. I just simply don't believe that, okay? I'm not... Uh, dogging them out or anything, but I, I think there's some confusion there. What I want you to understand tonight is it's the Bible. That's where we find out about God. Um, the light that we need in this world. We don't need uh, some type of ecstatic experience, you know, some type of feeling and, you know, traumatic thing that happens in our life. Listen, we have it right here in our hands. Amen. This, this is the light right here, amen. This is what we all need tonight as we live in this dark world that we live in. And uh, so let's start all over again. Verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto you do well that you take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but by, but by holy men of God as they spake, uh, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. And uh, so we need to understand tonight uh, that the Word of God comes from God Himself. And that's so important to understand. Father, we ask Your blessing upon the preaching, reading of the Word of God tonight. Help us to understand some things tonight. Lord, I'm not teaching on any great deep theological thing tonight but just to stir our hearts concerning the Bible tonight. So, Father, help us. And there may be some here tonight that have never really thought much of the Word of God, never really thought much of the Bible. Pray, dear God, that you'll speak to their hearts. And most of all, dear God, I pray if there's anyone here today, uh, young or old, that's not saved, uh, that before this message is over, before this evening is over, and we say the last amen, uh, that they would come and uh, uh, accept Jesus Christ as their Savior and be forever saved. Father, we sure would give you glory and honor for that, for that is the reason of the Word of God tonight. And so, Father, help us. 
uh, speak to our hearts in a mighty and powerful way. In Jesus Christ's name we do pray, amen and amen. So you can go ahead and be seated. So like I said, a lot of people don't, and I believe even Christians sometimes, we, we don't realize the value of the Bible. And of course, of course you understand I'm not talking about monetarily here. Uh, we don't realize the power of the Bible, amen. Uh, I don't believe we understand the necessity of the Bible. I don't believe sometimes we understand the flawlessness of the Bible, although the Bible comes under attack a great deal. Um, and really, when you put all that together, it's really what it's telling us is, is the need of the Word of God. Amen? We need the Bible. Amen? Uh, and even those that don't think they need it, they need it, <laughs> you know, obviously. Uh, and so, so the Bible that you hold in your hand uh, really is a precious treasure. Um, it certainly is a gift from God. I mean, just, just think, you know, there are people in different countries, and some of it is because of the government, some of it is because they're so dirt poor that are craving a Bible. There's a lot of preachers that are pastoring churches in third world countries today. They don't even really have a Bible of their own. They're, they're just trying to do what they can. Uh, because, and they would love to have a Bible. They'd love to have the Word of God. Amen. And uh, we need to have that same hunger for it. And I know all we got to do is go down to Walmart and get one. Uh, and I think maybe that has spoiled us a little bit. Uh, and so that Bible that you hold in the hand, and again, I'm not talking about the leather and the paper and the ink, but I'm talking about what it stands for. The, the, the Word of God itself is a gift from God. Uh, it's not just a showpiece. It's not just a keepsake. And, and I have a Bible that my mom had that means a lot to me. But it's way more than that. It, it is really, like I said, a necessity. It's a necessary gift. It's something necessary that we have to have in our life. You say, well, preacher, what, you know, what's the big deal? What makes it so valuable? Well, the, the truth that's contained in it. And I say again, we would know nothing about God. We would know nothing about heaven. We'd know nothing about hell. We'd know nothing about salvation. We'd know nothing about even being lost if it were not for the Word of God. So it's vital and it's important. Uh, it's something that we need to understand. <clears throat> the Bible is not just simply some writings. Uh, they, they are writings of truth. Uh, what I mean by that, uh, they are the writings of, of God himself. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick, that means alive and powerful, or quick, powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What this is teaching us is that the Bible speaks to man's heart. It speaks to the insides of man. Amen. Uh, it, it gets down to uh, you know, the, 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 the conviction and the truth of all that is. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. It's, it's supernatural. It's powerful. The Bible reveals truth to man. Man doesn't always like what he reads, doesn't always like what he hears, but he'll certainly uh, hear the truth because the Bible certainly shows what's uh, right and what's wrong, uh, and man can know what is right and what is wrong. And it's, when I say that man can know what is right and what is wrong, it's not that man has decided what is right and what is wrong, but he can know what God says is right and is wrong. And if there's ever a day and age where we need a revival in what God says is right and what God says is wrong, it's today, amen? So we need the Bible. We need the Bible to communicate with God, amen? Do you realize when you read the Bible, God's talking to you? Think about that for just a second. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Hey, listen, God, God's talking to you when, you when you read this Bible, when you meditate upon it, when you memorize Scripture. 
Um, a preacher brought this up years ago. I've always thought it was interesting. But he said, the first recorded words of man in the Bible, they're not pretty. And some of you may know this. In Genesis chapter 3, God asked Adam, where art thou? And the first recorded words of man in all the Bible was, I was afraid and hid myself. Just think about that for just a second. You know, that's what sin does. Sin has separated us uh, 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 from God. But then if you go to the book of Revelation, you don't have to go there, but you can just take my word for it. The last recorded words of man are just the opposite where the apostle, the disciple John says, Even so come, Lord Jesus. <laughs> First recorded words were, I was hiding from you. Uh, the last recorded words of man is, Come and get us, Lord. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And that's how Christ, through the Bible, uh, and through the, the, the Word of God is what I'm trying to get to say, that it changes lives. And, and I just want to look at a couple things here, so, some aspects concerning the Word of God, just a couple points tonight. And uh, so number one, the Scripture, I've already uh, brought your attention to this, but the Scriptures uh, are light. They are light. Look at verse 19 again. Um, it says, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, Whereunto ye do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth, underscore that in your Bible or in your mind, shineth in a dark place until the day uh, dawn and the day star, uh, underline that if you will, uh, just kind of you know, take note of that, arise in your heart. So I want us to look at that, those two words there, shineth and then day star. And again, generally speaking, these, particularly the day star is in reference to Christ. Uh, we know that the Bible teaches us that there's no S-U-N in heaven. There's no sun in heaven. Isn't that amazing? Uh, you say, well, where's the light going to come from? Well, uh, Christ is going to shine throughout the ages. Amen? By the way, there was light uh, created before there was a sun created. If you look uh, through the uh, creation, six-day creation. But Jesus also referred to himself as the bright and morning star. You know, I'm amazed. I may have shared this with you before. we got some folks that's been in the Navy. But I'm amazed at how brightly stars can shine. Particularly, uh, I suppose the brightest stars I've ever seen is, uh, you know, in the middle of the ocean on a clear night. It's just, it's unreal. A lot of times you can't even, if it's calm, you, it was hard to make out the, the skyline and the, the ocean. It was just so bright and clear. Um, uh, you get out northwest, it, it's pretty close to that as well. But uh, I've always been amazed at how bright stars can shine. Um, some shine so bright. Now, some of them are planets, but, but some shine so bright that, that you can see them even at dawn or dusk. You know, it's just, to me, that's amazing if you think about the, the billions of miles that they're away from us. And, and, and my point here is, is that Peter's telling us that the Scriptures shine as Christ shines. And that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Uh, you know, the scriptures are important uh, to understand. He's connected the two there, if you will. And certainly, we live in a dark world. I mean, we need the light of the scriptures, amen? You know, there's a lot of people, most people probably in America do have a Bible floating around in their house somewhere, you know. Um, and, but yet, they're looking everywhere in the world for answers. They're looking for a way out. They're looking for, they're looking for something. They're looking for peace. They're looking for joy. They're, they're just, they don't know what to do. Uh, and, and, and the light is, is right there. The answer is right there. Uh, yet they won't pick it up, and their families are 
you know, split up and, and relationships are broken and, 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 and addictions. And, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. And all these are in the same home where probably there is a Bible laying on a shelf somewhere. Isn't that sad to think about? And so we live in this dark world, and we need the light of the Scriptures. Uh, and certainly the, the, this world of darkness we live in has great power. I think there's a lot of people, especially through music, uh, different types of movies that we have out there are really flirting with a lot of spiritual wickedness. They have no idea what they're getting into. And a lot of this darkness has great power, and it's very evident. But even, you know, maybe not to such a big degree as that, we can, even believers, you know, we can be dealing with things right now, and we kind of get to this thing, well, I just don't really know quite what to do. You know, in other words, I don't know, you know, how, how do I need to handle this? What do I need to do? Is this the right thing? Is that the right thing? And, and, and a lot of times we pray, God, just, you know, send me a, you know, send me a message. Send, you know, send some light. Give, give me a sign. Shine, shine down uh, uh, upon me, you know, with some things. Show me the way. And boy, we'll, I mean, with tears, with with, with, with yearning, we'll, we'll ask God and, and, and then we'll, we'll complain and we'll just say, God isn't giving me an answer. God isn't giving me the light that I need. And, and I want to just say, just look down and look at your Bible. There it is. Amen. There it is. Isn't that wonderful? You know, we're just uh, we're looking at for it for everywhere, but God has this Bible, the Word of God that he has protected throughout the, the ages. And you and I can pick the word of God up and we can read it. We can see this light. And listen, the Bible has an answer to every question imaginable. The answer to every problem in life is dealt with in the word of God. Amen. Our problem is we just don't like the answer. <laughs> but it's there. Amen. And it's the very light that we need. Your Bible is that light, that your Bible is that answer to those questions that you're looking for. And a lot of people try to do the best they can without the light of the Scriptures. But without that direction, without that light from the Scriptures, you'll always fall short. And, you know, uh, but you have a light. You have the Word of God. But without it, you'll make the wrong decisions in life. You know, I mean, when I say have a Bible, I don't mean keep it folded, you know, don't keep it closed on your coffee table. I'm, I'm talking about get into the Word of God, read the Word of God, amen. Hey, listen, because if you don't, uh, it's not that you're wicked per se, but you will not make the right decisions in life if you don't have the Word of God in your life. Amen. Amen. And even those of us like myself that do have the Word of God, there's never a day goes by. I don't get in the Bible, I suppose. Uh, but even I, you know, mess up sometimes. So uh, I can't imagine those that never get in the Word of God. Amen. So, so we need to, to understand some things. You know, we think about what's going on in the world. You know, you watch the news and you see some of the stuff that we're dealing with today. And we say, what, what is going on if people lost their minds? No, they haven't lost their minds. They've lost the light. They, you know, it's It's, it's crazy. You know, without the Word of God, there's no spiritual discernment, and spiritual discernment becomes foggy. 
you know, without, without the Word of God. You know, it's okay to, to, to drink alcohol. It's, it's okay uh, to dress immodestly and just call it a fad or, or, or a style. Uh, uh, without the Word of God, without the light, homosexuality isn't wrong. It's just genetic. They can't help it. Uh, uh, it's not a choice. Uh, all of a sudden, without the Word of God, abortion's justifiable. It's understandable. Hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Without the Word of God, foul language, coarse talk, if you will, coarse jokes, all of a sudden they're funny. They're even cute. Uh, you see what I'm saying? When we don't have the light, bad things begin to creep into our lives. Amen? And so we try to do the best we can, but without the light, we're always going to get it wrong. And, and again, I understand how the lost, you know, certainly needs the light of God. They need the Scriptures. Most of all, they need to understand what the Bible teaches about salvation. But for the believer, I believe there's some key things I've been talking about a lot. Prayer been pushing prayer a lot. Uh, we talked about uh, meekness and humility uh, as well. Uh, we talked about love and compassion. I believe all those things are, are key to revival. But if we want revival as believers tonight, we need to utilize the light of the Scriptures in our own lives. That's, that's one of the key things to revival as well. We need a revival in the Bible. <laughs> Amen. You know, I think sometimes people think about revival. They just want to hear some good music. I love good music. Uh, they, they want to hear some, you know, some hellfire and brimstone preaching. Some people do, some people don't. But, you know, you want this energetic preacher, and you want that, and, and that's great. I love that myself. Amen. I'll, I'll, I'll go for that any day. Amen. But that's why we can spend our little measly four or five days in revival, and then two days later, it's like we never had revival. See, what we need is we need revival in the Word of God. You get revival in the Word of God, that changes. That's, that's different, amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of things that have a profound effect on our life, and, and having the right attitude towards the Word of God is one of those things. If we want revival, we have to utilize the light of the Scriptures in our lives. And believers shouldn't be walking around in darkness. Be, you know, what we end up having is those of us that are saved, we have the blind trying to lead the blind. Amen. Amen. So we need, to be, we need to be saved, but we need, we need the Scriptures. The Scriptures are light, not only for the lost, but I want you to understand they're also light for the saved as well. So they're light. Number two, the precious Scriptures are spirit-given. Look there at verses 20 and 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation... For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. They were just vessels. They were just, they were just an instrument uh, at that time to speak the Word of God. Later on, it would come in written form. So we're still just talking about the Word of God. Prophecy here, uh, uh, for simplicity reasons tonight, we're just looking at that as, as all Scripture. All Scripture is the inspired Word of God. It's not uh, of any private interpretation. The Bible is for all ages. And I don't mean 4-year-old, 10-year-old, 12-year-old. I'm talking about uh, the, the, all the different um, dispensations, if you will. Uh, it, it's for everybody, all groups of people. Amen? That's the Word of God. Now, the Pope will tell you that the Scriptures are limited to a certain group of people. Uh, but the Scriptures of God's Word are to all people. Amen? So important to understand. Now, don't get me wrong here. I do believe that we mustn't handle the Word of God carelessly. We don't want to be a novice, uh, meaning, you know, you get saved, and the next day you ought not be up teaching the adult Sunday school class. 
But, you know, if you want to teach, share those types of things, you need to study. The Bible says to show thyself approved. But, but one can take the scriptures uh, and, and, and make it, you know, uh, make it a part of their life, begin to grow in the Lord immediately, amen? Um, uh, and, uh, and again, the, the scriptures are, are for all. They're for everyone to pick up and to read and to spend time with God in. As we read there in verse 21, he came not uh, by, in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. The Bible didn't originate with man. Uh, even those that don't believe, they don't believe all of these things. They, those that are honest in their uh, investigation of the Word of God, they will tell you it is amazing uh, how the Word of God fits. In other words, they understand language, they understand a lot of things that the normal man doesn't understand, and they know at the end of the day, uh, just simply uh, uh, through, through some you know, different types of things, but they know that this, this, this Bible wasn't just, somebody didn't just sit down and start writing and come out to the end. They, they will concede, yes, it was written by 40 different men over a period of 1,500 years, all different walks of life, Yet it fits very, very well. And even they will concede that's pretty amazing. So I, I want you to understand that the Bible didn't originate with man. Didn't originate by, originate by his thinking. It's not his thoughts. It's not his ideas. The Bible is God's thinking. <laughs> the Bible is, is God's way, if you will. And you know, don't have time to get into all that tonight. But God used men uh, to pin the words down. When I pick up this... Uh, uh, when I pick up this pen, just pretend I have one. Okay, here's one right here. When I pick up this pen and I begin to write, okay, this pen isn't doing the writing. I'm doing the writing. In the very same way, God took some men and used them just like I use this pen to give us the Word of God. Amen. It's all inspired by God. And it's so important to understand. Uh, and again, it's supernatural. The Bible is God's thinking. It's God's thoughts. It's God's way. And again, he used men to pin the words down. Uh, I'm going to use a word here. They transplanted what God told them. And a lot of times they didn't even really know really exactly what was going on. They were just writing what God was saying uh, and how it all fit together. They just simply put it on paper, but yet again it fits so well. And it's, I just challenge you, I challenge you to, to study that sometime. Look into it. And as I said, those 40 different men over a 1,500-year period of time, yet everything fits very well. And the folks that, send, that pinned it down, by the way, they, they were just sinners like you and I. Man. Uh, they, they were just, God just simply used them to record His Word. I want to talk a little bit about some things here uh, about translated uh, uh, interpretation, uh, recorded, if you will. And there's a lot of debate about the different translations uh, I'm using the word translation of the Bible, different versions of the Bible, if you will. And with this in mind, one thing you always need to consider, there is a difference between a translation and an interpretation. There's a translation is just simply translating what this says onto this. And then there's interpretation. Well, here's, here's what it says, but here's what it means. Uh, and in my humble estimation... Uh, that uh, the other versions of the Bible, of course, we're uh, King James Version only. We don't apologize for that. Um, but if you study those out, study those editors, those authors, I don't believe most of them were even saved. 
um, you'll find out that it wasn't a translation, but an interpretation. And that's why you'll find a lot of very key things in the Bible that are left out uh, in your NIV, your ESV, NASB, all those things, a lot of things that, that are left out that are very, very important, especially concerning the deity of Christ. And so God... Uh, now, you know, I, I want to be careful here. I, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize the King James Bible. I don't, I don't put these men that God used to give us the King James Bible uh, in the same, you know, category as the men of God here. So I, I want to be careful here. But I do believe that God has provided a way uh, because uh, the world needs, needed, if you will, an English Bible. And God has used man to translate or record his word from the Hebrew and the Greek into the English language. It was not interpreted. It wasn't, it wasn't interpretation. It was a simple translation. Here's, here's the word in Greek. Here's the word in Hebrew. Here's how you say it in English. That's what they did. They weren't trying to, you know, trying to prove anything or anything like that. And so uh, I believe God certainly blessed that. But I want you to understand that it was recorded, not interpreted, by what man felt that it was saying. That's so important. On the other hand, your other versions of the Bible, they cannot say that. Um, it's what uh, uh, theologians, you know, well, here's what it says, but here's what it means. I, I don't want that, amen. Um, I've come personally, and, and uh, it's, in our, uh, it's in our bylaws and constitution, and, you know, uh, what you do on your own time, that's your business, but to teach and to preach here at Central Calvary Baptist Church, we use only the King James Bible, and, and I believe that's important. Me, personally, I've come to trust only the King James Version. I, uh, I'm not going to quarrel and debate about it, but, but it certainly it has stood the test of time. Before the 1900s, there was no other Bible for the English-speaking people. The great commentators that we uh, talk about during the 17th, 18th, 19th, Century, they certainly stood by it. Wesley Brothers, Charles Spurgeon, uh, D.L. Moody, Billy Sunday, Matthew Henry, going back all the way to 1700s. Uh, men like R.G. Lee, uh, Bobby Robertson, John R. Rice, Oliver B. Green. Hey, listen, they used the King James Bible. And even preachers that I know on a personal basis that I look up to that have influenced me over the years, they all carry a King James Bible under their arm. And, uh, you know, uh, here's my point is when the godliest men that I know of or heard of use the King James Bible, I just believe I'm going to use it too. Amen. 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 You know, there's, there's just some common sense right there. And so, but I want you to understand uh, that we have this precious scripture um, and it's given to us by God. Now, I'll be done here in just a moment. Now, I want to clarify something. I don't want you to think that I worship the Bible. I do not worship the Bible. I worship the God of the Bible. I want, I want you to understand that. Uh, what I'm saying is, really, is what God is saying. We have a sure word of prophecy, verse 19. You have the word of God's, the word of God, that is. And if we truly love God, then we need to be men and women of the Bible. We need to fall in love with the precious scriptures, amen, with the message of the Bible. And uh, I know sometimes, you know, you're reading the Bible and you're like, wow, I don't even know what I just read. Um, and then that happens. But I'll tell you this, the more you read it, the less that happens. You know, I think I might have used this before. You, you take a little baby. We got a little, uh, how old is Mavis now? Six months. 
And uh, those of you that's probably seen pictures of her on Facebook, she's somewhat chunky, thick. <laughs> and uh, she sent a little picture of the other day in her little baby bathtub, and, and you couldn't even see the bathtub. It's just, I guess it was under there somewhere. Uh, but that little baby, any little baby, when you give them a bath, they, they don't know what that water's doing. They don't even know what a bath means, right? I mean, you stick them in that water, they're just, they're kind of kicking and playing and, you know, uh, they don't understand soap and all of that. But they're clean when they get done, amen? Hey, listen, that's the Word of God, amen? That is the Word of God. Hey, listen, you just got to get in the Word, amen? Let, let, God, let God do the work. You just, you just obey and get in the Word of God. And he'll begin to reveal things to you in a mighty and powerful way. Hey, listen, it, it'll sure clean you up. That's, that's for sure. Not, not for salvation, but, but uh, for a walk for the Lord. So I want you to understand, I'm not worshiping the Bible, but the God of the Bible. We have the writings of truth in our midst, the very writings of God. Uh, scriptures that shine, they light our path, they show the way. Again, they are God-given, they are Spirit-given. You know, and just one more time, I just want you to look down at your Bible and, and I want you to understand, too, that you're looking at something eternal. The Bible says of itself, thy word is settled in heaven. Amen? Settled in heaven. Pay attention now. Settled in heaven. So that's eternal, isn't it? I mean, if the word of God, the word of God is the Bible and it's settled in heaven, that's eternal, isn't it? Hey, listen, that, that's powerful. That's something we really need to get a hold of and to understand. So I'm almost done, so stick with me because this is important. Because here's the thing, even though it is, you know, it's eternal, it's settled in heaven, we can hold it in our hands, we can read it, the Bible also says of itself that its depth is unreachable. In other words, we cannot measure the height and width of it is, is unknown by mortal man. The human mind cannot com comprehend all the truths and revelations that are in the Word of God. You know, you could take probably even the smallest of books in the Bible and spend a lifetime studying that one book out if you really wanted to chase it through. It's an amazing book. It's an amazing thing. Uh, and so, again, we need to be in it. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. They are the writings of God. Yet we can't comprehend it all, but God has given it to us. You know, it's, man, I tell you, this, this is precious right here. You know, hey, listen, if you, can, if you can hold a Bible in your hand and, and you can read it or, or listen to it, uh, we, we, everybody in here can put themselves in a position to, to hear the Word of God read or read it themselves. Amen? And you need to do that. And He's given it to us. Because the Bible certainly will change lives. The Bible guides us. The Bible stirs us. The Bible convicts us. The Bible corrects us. And the Bible blesses us. The Bible is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Amen. And we need it. Um, and in it, we have the greatest story ever told. And that is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. If you're here tonight, you're not saved. If you're not saved by what this precious Bible, precious scriptures teach, I want you to come and get my attention during the invitation. And uh, we'll get someone or myself... We'll sit down and we'll show you from the scriptures how you can be saved tonight. I want to challenge you. What's your attitude towards the word of God this evening? What's your attitude toward it? Again, as that preacher said many years ago, one cannot regard Christ any higher than they regard the Bible. Whatever your level of 
of uh, attention, whatever your level of love for this Bible is, that's your love for Christ tonight. And this maybe, you know, sometimes we do a lot of things. We have certain attitudes about certain things because maybe someone's never preached that. Maybe you've never heard this before. And uh, so don't beat yourself up about it. Uh, but now you know the truth. Amen. Amen. You got a word of God. You got a Bible. Amen. Ought not day go by you don't open this Bible. Amen. And read from it. I say again, not ought day go by. Not a day ought to go by that you don't open this Bible and read it. Amen. Uh, and so I, I want to encourage this. Let's all stand. The heads bowed and eyes.